Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Have you ever heard a quote that you just know it's an instant podcast episode? That's what this one was. And my buddy Vincent, during a recent TLF Mastermind, uttered the words, it's the overwhelm that stops people, not the work. I knew it was an instant classic. I had to record the episode. But before I do, let's tap into some funny papers for today. As I scrolled through my archives of various funny stories that have happened to me over the last 15 years in my cleaning business, I couldn't believe I didn't tell this story yet. It has a title. It's called Across State Lines. It's not my favorite story, but years later, it does kind of have some humor to it. It was really just a rather large inconvenience and just shows you when bureaucracy and government gets big, how easy it is to get slipped through the cracks. So here's what happened. We started this cleaning business in 2005. We lived in an apartment complex. 2006, we moved to a house in Amsterdam, New York. 2007, we moved to another house in Slingerlands, New York, renting each year. But we moved three consecutive years while in New York. And side note, we had moved, I think, nine consecutive years prior to that. So moving wasn't a new thing for us. Long story, don't ask. This story happened while we were residents in Amsterdam, New York. We were in Niskayuna, New York, which is Schenectady County, and moving to Amsterdam in Montgomery County, New York does require that you change your address. You update your registration, your license. I knew this. A lot was going on. Kind of the title to this episode, The Overwhelm Stops People. I was overwhelmed. A lot of things going on in the first couple of years of this solo cleaning business. So I didn't think much of it when I never got anything in the mail about the registration and the changing of address. No big deal. It'll come eventually. Behind the scenes, the letter did go out, but it went out to a past address and it cycled through post office land and ended up returned to sender and never reached my mailbox in Amsterdam, New York. Here's how that transpired in the real world because the people that are shuffling papers at the DMV and the electronic systems that do their thing at the DMV, they're just auto-generating letters to addresses they have on file. This does make sense, although the computer system is not always 100% accurate because as I think back, I did update my address but it did not auto-update on the system, and so my letters went out into post office land, and I never received them. So I was cleaning one day, a fine Wednesday morning. I remember it. It was springtime, warm and sunny. I had just wrapped up an office, 7 a.m., operating on very little sleep because the office started around 3 and I had worked the night before, so there was no bedtime for me. I think I slept in the car for an hour. So I'm very tired. Caffeine is keeping me awake and a big dream for sure. Absolutely. But here I am rolling into my first house of the day after already cleaning since what seems like a 24-hour shift. 
on the way to a beautiful log cabin, 8,000 square feet, sun shining through my windshield. I'm excited. And I look in my rear view and the friendly blue and red flashing lights are telling me to pull over so we could have a conversation. Oh, great. So when the Mr. Friendly Policeman stops me and license and registration, sir. I said, yes, sir. No problem. He asked me what I'm doing. Yes, I'm a cleaner. And I just got done an office heading to the next one. And he says, okay, great. I'll be right back. So he comes back and he says, uh, sir, would you please step out of the car? Okay, I've been pulled over before. And stepping out of the car is only necessary when there is a problem suspect or criminal activity going on and I am a law-abiding citizen I don't do anything wrong the cop then informs me sir your license is suspended and currently being revoked I said excuse me says you are currently driving on a suspended license I was beside myself I couldn't believe it now I didn't know what was happening behind the scenes with the auto replies and generated emails and letters and paper shufflers at the DMV. Didn't know that they weren't doing their job and the renewals and the things that I needed to sign went to the wrong addresses. But here I am outside of my car, full of cleaning supplies, already late to work now because I'm pulled over. So I thanked the police officer and said, okay, well, I understand. You know, what do you need me to do? What paperwork do I need to sign? Do you need me to, re- to go down to the county clerk or go down to the DMV and sign something? He said, yes and no. Okay, so what do I got to do? Well, you're going to be coming with me. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> what do you mean? I need you to go to the back of my car. Well, I will inform you of the next step from there. Okay. So in that condition or scenario, you always say thank you and yes, sir. And I just asked one question, uh, officer, uh, what do I do about work? I'm supposed to be at a client's house to clean. Can I at least make a quick phone call and change the schedule? He says, yes, do it in the back of the car. So I get in the back of the police car. I mean, I felt like a prisoner. I'm in there and he locks me in. I get my phone out, made sure I had my car locked. I pulled it on the side of the road. Hopefully it wouldn't get towed. And I called my customer, Lynn. I won't mention the last name, but Lynn, if you ever do listen to this podcast episode and you remember me being late by a couple days back in 2007, you'll know this is the real reason. So I said, Lynn, I have to apologize. There have been a few things that have come up today and I'm going to need to reschedule. Is that okay? No problem, Ken. When do you need to do it? Well, it's Wednesday. I'm thinking tomorrow, but it might not be until Friday. Is that okay? No problem, Ken. Just let me know once you do. I think Friday's probably better. I say, great. Well, let's just go with Friday. So I just bought myself 48 hours. Awesome. And since I had no other houses scheduled that day, I was good. So I hung up the phone and waited for the instructions. The cop gets in and he informs me, we are going to take you back to your county. I said, I'm sorry, sir. Well, we are in Clifton Park, which is Saratoga County. Of course, I knew where we were. I was working in Clifton Park. My next location, I was supposed to drive to Albany County for cleaning, but he wanted to return me to my home county to deal with whatever I had to deal with. And I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know if I was going to prison or 
some kind of a DMV office. I had no idea what I was going for. And so he just said, all right, let's go. And we drove. He was a really friendly guy, it turns out. We had a conversation. I wasn't overly joking with him, but just friendly. Hey, nice weather. And just trying to be friendly. And then we get to the county line and he stops and he pulls over. And I said, sir, what are we doing? He says, I can't take you any further than this. I said, what do you mean? Am I going to walk? <laughs> What's happening? He says, no, the, the sheriff from Montgomery County is coming to pick you up. I said, okay, yes, sir. I'm looking forward to that. At this point, I'm like, this is going to be some kind of a funny story at some point in my future. I can just feel it. But right now, this sucks. 10 minutes, the sheriff from Montgomery County shows up, lets me out of the car, and helps me into the back of the sheriff squad car. Now, I wasn't in handcuffs. I'm not going to make this story out to be worse than it was. I wasn't harassed. I wasn't harmed. And it wasn't that great of an ordeal other than an inconvenience. And an interesting story to say, I rode in the back of a couple squad cars in between cleanings. So now I'm in the back of the sheriff's squad car, which the border of the counties between Saratoga and Montgomery... We drove all the way to the county seat of Montgomery, which is the town of Fonda, New York. Now, this is where the story got odd. I have no idea what the thinking is here. I didn't know if I was going to a jail to do some time for having a revoked suspended license that I had no idea about, and no one had given me any proof that it was suspended. I had no lawyer present, and I was in the back of a squad car. What do I do? All you can do is obey your authorities. And so I did. So the cop brings me into Fonda. He didn't take me to any jail. He didn't take me to any DMV office. He dropped me off at a gas station in Fonda. I do not kid you here. He dropped me off at a gas station. And he said, I need you to go over to the DMV and sort this out. Okay. I didn't ask him, why didn't you drop me off at the DMV? Where is the DMV? All there was was a gas station and a payphone. Yes, in 2007, they still did have payphones. I think he kind of muttered something under his breath before he left and said, well, it's not yet 9 o'clock. The DMV's not open, so you'll have to wait till they open. Maybe that's why he didn't drop me off there. I don't know. I was just happy, quite honestly, that I was free. I wasn't in jail. He just told me I need to work this out at the DMV. Why I wasn't able to drive to the DMV myself, I guess because revoked license status, I wasn't allowed to drive. And so now I have my car 35 minutes away in a different county, and I'm stranded at a gas station with my wallet, my keys, and my flip phone, which I believe the charge was almost dead. <laughs> so I'm becoming resourceful. What do I do? I go over to the DMV. They are closed. So I go back to the gas station and I get a phone book. And from the phone book, I look up a lawyer. I called the lawyer. He's one that I was familiar with. I knew they were a Christian attorney that I had called before who had helped. And I just asked for the attorney and mentioned what was going on. And she was astounded, could not believe what just happened. And she advised me to take good notes on everything that happened and just go to the DMV like I'm supposed to and take care of my business. And I said, yes, ma'am. 
hung up, and I waited for the DMV to open. So here I am, 9 o'clock, in Fonda, Wednesday morning, sun still shining, but now I have no idea what the rest of my day may hold. So I go into the DMV, and I'll tell you what, it was so simple. I say, excuse me, I was just dropped off by the sheriff from a different county. I'm a resident of Montgomery County. What do I need to do about a suspected revoked license? They looked me up and says, oh, yeah, we sent out paperwork. You never filled it out. I said, I've never received any paperwork. What address do you have on file? Oh, we have you listed here at Niskina, New York. I said, ah, well, I left that location over a year ago. They said, oh, okay, well, that makes sense because the way the post office works is after so many weeks, it gets returned to us. And I asked them, how come you didn't try and forward it to my new address? Because I have a forwarding set up. The DMV clerk shrugged. I don't know. So I said, okay, great. Well, that only cost me a day's worth of work and several hours inconvenience. He said, well, sorry about that. I said, what do I need to do to fix this? And so an hour later, I had a piece of paper that said, I am no longer suspended. Revocation, reversal should come in the mail to the right address in the next month or two. Until then, I am okay to drive. I thanked the clerk. I left the office and I stepped foot out into the sunshine. I got my keys. I looked for my car in the parking lot and realized, oh yeah, my car is still in Clifton Park, 35 minutes away. Great. There was no such thing as Uber in 2007. So what did I do? Went back to the gas station, about a quarter miles walk, got the phone book, because I had no internet on my phone at that point. It's a flip phone. Looked up a taxi service and I had to call a taxi and pay $25 to get driven back to my house. Why couldn't I have my wife pick me up? Because we had one car and it was stuck in Clifton Park and she's a stay-at-home mom with a baby sleeping. Of course, I didn't want to get her all riled up, so I showed up in a taxi. She wondered why I wasn't working. I said, long story. And then we arranged with a friend to come pick me up. He dropped me back off at my car I would say the whole ordeal wrapped up around the time I would have finished cleaning the log cabin, got in my car, drove home like it was a normal day, and we'll call it a day. I wish I could tell you that the clerk did their job. Maybe I'll save that for another story. But not long after, the blue and red lights hit me again. I wasn't doing anything wrong, but I did have a little bump of the car in front of me. And that caused another scene. But maybe I'll cover that in a future episode. Let's go back to the title of this episode. It's not the overwhelm that stops people. It's the cops that stop people. (laughs) All right. Well, this episode is pretty short. So let's just dig in. On a recent TLF mastermind call with my buddy Vincent and Andy Storch and Gustavo Fernandez and John Apino and John Vandermule and just some awesome guys. We have a new member, B. Evans. So it's cool to have a female finally representing our group of testosterone-filled business owners. And B has a lot going on. And she needed help on this call, sorting out through her various business projects. And Vincent said something profound because B did have a lot going on. And here's what Vincent said. It's the title of this episode. It's the overwhelm that stops people. 
I'm like, whoa, I got to write that one down, podcast episode. But here's the backstory. B is a super hard worker and comes from an oil and gas family in Colorado. She knows hard work. She knows work ethic. But she is torn as she feels called to continue her family business while starting various side businesses in professional corporate coaching, winning a spot as a Denver Broncos cheerleader, which is super cool, and also being a wife and mom. She has got a ton going on, to say the very least. And each venture that she has requires hard work and dedication, and also has a huge payoff toward her family's goals, and more specifically, her desire to help women in one of the newer projects in a platform she's creating called Tear Out the Tags. So really cool stuff. So once Vincent made that statement, it connected with me big time as a solo cleaner as every aspect of the business falls on me. Not to mention, you know, I'm doing this podcast. I run a few membership groups. I have a large family, five kids, stay-at-home mom, homeschooling. The whole nine yards were busy, a lot going on. Just like B, I'm not afraid of the work. I've always been a hard worker. I love it. I thrive on being productive. But overwhelm can totally stop us from the work. This is why I need breaks from work to think, to go on walks with my wife, play with my boys, take midday dates with my daughter. It centers me. And this is also why I need the TLF mastermind and the community it provides because there's questions I have. I get overwhelmed. I need other people outside of my situation to look in and say, Ken, do this. Cut the overwhelm. Do this, this, and this. You're back on track recentering me towards the priorities, towards the things that are most important, then I can get traction on the work that I want to do. Now going back to B and the rest of the mastermind call, it's not the knowing what to do next. Because just like me and the solo cleaning business, B's overwhelmed bucket was full. Do you ever have a bucket and you put one more drop in or one more grain of sand and just start spilling over? You didn't realize how full the bucket was until it was full. Think of a full bucket as a metaphor for what overwhelm does. Your emotional stability and control gets overwhelmed when your bucket is full. Anything else on top of that will flow out of the bucket and you can't do anything with it productively. So you need to empty some of your bucket out so you can get back to work and be productive again. This is what was happening to be. Her bucket was full. It caused her to stop moving forward. B made some tough decisions once we helped her gain clarity. And now she is getting traction. And the hard work will actually take her somewhere. This is what we need to do as solo cleaners. We wear so many hats and we need to keep it simple. Lower your overwhelm with a dream, with goals, and with work ethic. Start with baby steps and small wins. This gives you a sense of accomplishment for the little things and builds momentum, lowers the overwhelm one win at a time. This is how you do it. It's not the work that stops people. It's the overwhelm. Do you relate with this? Are you a hard worker, but the overwhelm of life, family, and all aspects of running a solo cleaning business are slowing you down? That needs to end. If you said yes to my question, you need to take a break to think. You gotta stop and think. You need a community and a plan of which work to do. 
lower and empty your bucket. You need my proven system called the ISO model for initialize, stabilize, and optimize, which can optimize your business, buying back your time so you can do the things that you want to do and still make the money. You also need to do this together. You need a community like I have with the TLF community. Working by yourself doesn't do the job. Being solo in a solo cleaning business is great, but don't stay solo in every aspect. You need to be around other solo cleaners. You need a plan. You need encouragement. You need community. It's vital. If this message does connect with you, I want to personally invite you to join our Solo Cleaning School Premium Membership where we do exactly that. To access this membership, to go to the website, solocleaningschool.com, and go and sign up for the premium membership. Where on there, you'll have access to my proven model, the ISO model training system, which gives you access to optimize your business. Buy back that time. Lower your overwhelm. You'll also get access to a community of other solo cleaners where you can ask questions to your colleagues and your fellow solo cleaners. And as you're taking my ISO model course, you can also ask questions of me. I collect these questions and do live Q&As to help you sort through and answer some of the questions you have. There's homework assignments. There's tons of books to read. It's a school. It's truly a school you can enroll in to better your solo cleaning business. Why do what I did and spend 13 years figuring this out? Why not just do what I did and shortcut that? Because what I did in the first 13 years was difficult. And I don't mean getting in a cop car twice in the same day. That's a whole different kind of difficult. I mean learning and figuring out how to clear the overwhelm without help. It wasn't until the 13th year where I started getting coaching and a community and help. And that's when I started engineering my business and optimizing it and creating my ISO model. So you can shortcut all of that by joining our Solo Cleaning School Premium Membership, which currently prices at $50 per month, and I believe it's a tremendous investment into your future. Imagine if the content that you get from this premium membership and the community can shortcut your business by five years, how much money can that earn you? And how much time can that save you? And remember, the time is way more valuable than the money. So consider this my formal invitation. Solo cleaners listening to this podcast to join our premium membership. I hope to see you there. Have an awesome day. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.